Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Sam Rodriguez and Connor Shepard with you here on Money and Stuff, episode 12. And uh, ones of you are listening. I don't know. I don't I didn't know. I don't know if we got tens or I don't hey. know. Who knows? Hey, my mom's listening. You know what? what I'm is. assuming there are people gathered around computer screens listening on friends, computers phones yeah. people are sharing headphones yeah blasting it over their bluetooth speakers probably a bunch of kids you know in high school getting together with their car speakers synced that's up that's right sitting in parking lots yep yep i love where your optimism's at yeah oh man i'm so happy all right so um we spent the last three episodes diving into roth iras <clears throat> So I wanted to today just recap those three episodes really quickly. And I'm not going to go, you know, deep into each one because then we'd be here for two hours or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to recap it. So that way, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, <clears throat> um, you get a good idea of what we've been talking about and, and you can go back to those other episodes. If there's more details that you want to hear about, <clears throat> this is our first recap episode. So I got to admit, I'm not quite sure what to do, but <laughs> well, uh, you know, recap, um, believe it's based on the Latin word re recapula. I don't know if that's true. I took Latin in high school and I couldn't tell you. Um, All right. You tried a joke last week too. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> it's hit or miss. Like how, yeah. how else, how else are you going to get funnier if you can't just throw everything gotta, at a wall and just, see what sticks? You got to get those reps in, man. Exactly. <laughs> you'll get funnier at some point. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> or you'll find your audience who believes that you're funny. And then yeah whatever yeah i certainly certainly won't reach a point of thinking maybe i'm not not as funny as i thought <laughs> yeah you just haven't reached your audience yet let's see you haven't found there your you audience i like that <clears throat> all right so um let's uh recap episode 9 10 and 11 all about roth iras all right so i, I think in, in episode 9 <clears throat> it was just sort of a basic introduction into the Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of questions from people. Should I have a Roth IRA? I keep hearing about it. Do I need it? Um, so I think the, the first thing we started with was what is a Roth IRA, which I'll go ahead and explain that really quickly. <clears throat> so you have two different types of, or two main types of IRA. You have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. <clears throat> Uh, traditional IRA works very similar to your 401k plan. If you have one at work where the money you put into it goes in before tax and while it's in there, it is not taxed, but when you pull that money out, it will be taxed as ordinary income. So whatever amount you pull out gets counted as income for the year. Mm -hmm. The Roth IRA works. Did I say, did I say Roth IRA? The Roth IRA the Roth IRA, why do I keep saying that? The more you say it, the, the less it's going to sound right. I'm talking like I just got my uh, like mouth numbed at the dentist's office. <clears throat> the Roth IRA 
works in a now i don't remember what i was saying it i think you were saying uh, the roth ira works kind of on the opposite in the opposite direction of the traditional in terms of how it's taxed yeah pretty much right that's so the roth ira um you're gonna pay taxes on it in that year so you're not gonna get a, a and, and i don't mean you're gonna be taxed because you put money in a roth ira i just mean you got paid your income that income is going to be taxed you're going to receive no tax benefit for putting money into your Roth IRA. <clears throat> but the major benefit to the Roth IRA is that when you pull that money out, not only is the money that you put into it going to be tax-free, but also all the growth that you accumulate along the way will also be tax-free. Mm -hmm. So it is a potentially huge tax benefit to you when you start using this money in retirement. <clears throat> So why is that important uh, is it's important because you want to have tax diversification in retirement. Why is tax diversification important? It is important so that way you have tax control or more control over your taxes in retirement, right? Taxes are an expense and you want to lower that expense. And so what having tax diversification allows you to do is to decide where your money is going to come from or in what, why can't I talk, in what proportions that money is going to come from, you know, how much of it's going to be taxable, how much of it is only going to be taxed on gains, how much is going to be tax-free. And these things can put you in a very favorable tax position so that way you get to keep more of your money. So a Roth IRA is a fantastic tool to help you control your taxes later on in retirement. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, who's allowed to do a, a Roth IRA? Um, there is an income limit where if you cross these thresholds in your modified adjusted gross income, you are not allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. So for single filers, that is $140,000. And for married filing jointly, that is $208,000. So fairly high incomes. But if you do cross those thresholds, uh, you, you may not be able to put money into a Roth IRA. I will say, if you are in a low tax bracket today, so if you're in a you know 10 or 12% tax bracket, you should look at a Roth IRA before you look at a traditional IRA. <clears throat> The reason is, yes, putting money into your traditional IRA right now might save you 10 or 12% in taxes, right? But if you do a fantastic job saving and you have a million dollars or more saved up when you hit retirement, in all likelihood, you're going to be in a much higher tax bracket. So pay the lower tax today so that way you don't pay the higher tax later on. Yeah. Take care of it now while it's a far, yeah, far more reduced, you know, right, like expense. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like paying your ticket early, right? Like paying your dues early. Yeah. You can, you can pay them now and pay a lot less or you can pay them later and pay a lot more. But you know, if you, the taxes, the dues, they're, they're going to come. You're yeah. going to have to pay them. So yeah. you might as well pay, pay it at a discount now. Um, 
so then in episode 10, we talked about some Roth strategies, right? Um, and, and those were particularly around the individuals that are above that $140,000 or $208,000 threshold. <clears throat> and this is where we talked about a backdoor Roth IRA um, <clears throat> and also Roth conversions. And, and, and it's important to know that a backdoor Roth IRA does involve a Roth conversion. So I guess that means Roth conversions are probably the, the important thing to understand. <clears throat> so the way that a Roth conversion works is you take money that's in your IRA that was pre-tax that you have not paid taxes on. You take it out of your traditional IRA and you put it into your Roth IRA. Now, when you move money from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA, it is a taxable event, mm -hmm. right? So you will pay taxes on it. <clears throat> but now that that money's in your Roth IRA, you will never pay taxes on it again, as long as you follow all the rules and guidelines. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> why would you, or, or who should do that conversion? Well, you, you want to see before you just go and say, hey, I, I would love for all of my money to be tax-free. Again, remember that it's a taxable event. And depending on how much you move from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA, um, you may be in a very high tax bracket when you do that, mm -hmm. right? Because every bit of money that you convert is counted as income. And if you're still working, it's on top of the income that you are already earning through your um, employment. <clears throat> So the other thing that you might be able to do is called a backdoor Roth IRA. And this is where <clears throat> you would take money that you were going to get taxed on anyway, right? You'll put it into a traditional IRA and then immediately convert it to the Roth IRA, mm -hmm. right? So the effect is if you would have kept it in the traditional IRA, <clears throat> you would have gotten a, a bit of a tax break, but because you moved it into the Roth, you, you end up not getting that tax break. But the tax effect is the same as you having put money straight into the Roth anyway, right? Yeah. Again, the ability to do that doesn't make any sense, right? If, they're gonna, if, the, if the IRS is gonna allow you to do that, I don't understand why they have income limits mm -hmm. to begin with, but it's, within the rules right now, you're allowed to do it. Hey, if they're going to allow you to do it, this is one way that you can still get money into a Roth IRA, even though you pay, uh, or even though you have a much higher income or a higher income than what those thresholds allow. Um, the other option that may be a much easier option for you to get money into uh, a Roth, a lot of 401ks offer a Roth 401k now. The great thing about the Roth 401k is there are no income limitations. So check with your 401k provider and see if they offer a Roth 401k. If that's the case, all you've got to do is go online or call up your 401k provider and start diverting money to the Roth portion of the 401k. You don't have to worry about income limitations at all. You don't have to do any kind of conversions. You're just allowed to do it. It's probably mm -hmm. the easiest way to get that done. But like you said, that is something that you'll need to talk to your 401k provider to uh, figure out. I mean, you can talk to a lot of other people, I guess, but I don't know that they're going to know. 
<laughs> your 401k provider is probably going to be the person that you need to talk to. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm also wearing suit pants today, which is I haven't had to do in quite a while, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> Getting too used to sweatpants and basketball shorts. Is that it? Pants, basketball shorts, whatever. So in episode 11, we talked about the mega backdoor Roth IRA. Yeah, big dog, big dog backdoor Roth IRA. The way too long of a name, Roth IRA. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there were like marketing minds that came together and were like, we really need to make this sound awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, I mean, you put the word mega on anything, mega. it's probably going to spice up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was, I was thinking of Transformers and Megatron. Like at first his name was just yeah. Tron. And they were like, I mean, that's okay. Yeah. But we called it Megatron. Yeah. All right. Enough, <laughs> enough of us entertaining ourselves. All right. So the mega backdoor Roth IRA. What I forgot to mention earlier is that there are also contribution limits to the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're contributing money straight to an IRA or Roth IRA, whether you're doing a backdoor Roth or whether you're just contributing straight to a Roth, you are limited to $6,000 of contribution as an individual. Um, you get an extra thousand if you are 50 or older. So total of 7,000, but that, that's the most you can do per year. <clears throat> a mega backdoor Roth IRA allows you to do much, much more. Mm-hmm. So there is a $58,000 limit in terms of total amount that's allowed to go into your uh, company 401k plan, right? Now you might be saying 58,000, I can only put in uh, 19.5. Um, and you're right. You can only contribute nineteen thousand five hundred in um, traditional or Roth contributions to your four hundred one k. However, if your four hundred one k offers what are called non Roth after tax contributions, that's when you have additional money that you can put in beyond the standard Mm 19,500. What that means is you would be allowed to put in up to $58,000 into the account, but only 19,500 of that can be traditional or combination of traditional and Roth contributions. Mm Also, you have to factor in what the company puts into the 401k for you. So let's say you put in 19.5, the company puts in uh, 6,500 for a total of 26. That leaves you with 32,000 that you could put in after-tax contributions. Mm -hmm. So you you could put up to $32,000 of of after-tax contributions if that's the way the math works out, right? So- You've got to take 58000 and subtract out what the company put in for you and everything that you put into traditional and Roth to find out what you have left over that you can put in to non-Roth after-tax contributions. 
<clears throat> now, once that money's in the non-Roth after-tax contribution bucket, you can then convert all of that money into a Roth IRA. And thus, you've done a mega backdoor Roth IRA. Mega backdoor Roth IRA. <laughs> um, that's actually on the table in some of the tax proposals that are out right now of getting rid of the ability to do that. Yeah, um, I was. I, I think I was reading about that. So is it like backdoor Roth IRAs collectively or are they saying just that mega backdoor Roth? They're kind of all on the table right now. Um, there's a lot when it comes to some of these strategies that are on the table right now, right? So just like I said, it doesn't make sense that they have those thresholds, but still allow you to do a backdoor Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. Sometimes every once in a while, the government realizes how silly they're being and decide to uh, <laughs> fix that mistake. But instead of saying anybody can contribute, they're like, okay, we, we got, we got to figure out how to shut this down. Um, and so it could be that they only shut down one of them and leave the other open. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so would you say that means, you know, people who after talking to their 401k provider, after maybe talking to their CPA, but people who it looks like that backdoor is a good option or a possible option, is it something that they should probably try to get done as soon as possible since it, you know, it looks like removing that option is potentially on the table. Um, yes. Yeah. So short answer is yes. Um, you know, any, anytime there's these workarounds, you got to know that these loopholes close at some point in time. Yeah. Right. Now that doesn't mean, Hey, do this because it's going to go away, but it does mean, Hey, if it makes sense, while it's still open, get it done. Take yeah, take advantage yeah. while you by, can. By, by no means does that mean just anybody should do it. Yeah. Uh, I highly, highly encourage you to sit down with your advisor um, and also maybe your CPA and talk about the tax ramifications and whether or not it makes sense for you to do. But yeah, these, these strategies, you, sh you should look at them. You should see what the tax implications are. You should see if <clears throat> paying taxes now is going to be less or the probability of paying, uh, of paying less now than you will in the future is high enough that you should take advantage of it while it's mm -hmm. still available. Okay. That is our first recap episode. <laughs> if I talk about anything else, we'll be going beyond the recap. <laughs> And so it won't technically be a recap anymore. So I've got to stop. Oh, man. Uh, That's it. Darn. I was, I was this, so excited. This is your to first time more. listening to us. We usually have it more together than what we Hey, I, you know, it's still a work in progress. We're, we're making it happen little by little. Little by little. Little by little. Yeah. Gaining one listener every week i don't i really don't know what our numbers are i just like to make fun of our podcast <laughs> oh my gosh all right guys if you have questions please send them to us give us something to talk about right like we love answering your questions if you've got questions about anything finance related 
at this point, I maybe even say anything you have questions about, just anything send them over. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, the podcast is called Money and Stuff. All we've talked about is money so far. I don't mind talking about stuff. So I saw, that new, gotta... uh, I saw that new Dune movie. We could talk about that. Oh, I haven't yet. I started to. I asked my son. I said, hey, do you want to watch Dune? He said, no. I said, okay, I'm going to watch it. He said, yeah, I don't want to. Okay, so I started watching it. I probably watched about half an hour. <clears throat> Had to go do something else. And then the next day, he's like, oh, all my friends are talking about Dune. I want to see it. All right, well. Guess your dad's good. not cool enough to give you a suggestion. Oh, of course not. Oh, come on, <laughs> you're you're old. You're dad. You know. Next time I need you to do your homework, I'll make sure your friends tell you how cool it is. Maybe I need to tell your friends how cool it is that your dad has a podcast. You'll think it's cool too. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Hey, hey buddy, I sent uh, the podcast link to all your friends. You think they'll all listen? your friends? All your friends. You you think they want to hear about, about the Roth IRAs? Yeah, yeah. You think they? You think they'd be interested in uh, contributing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, could you imagine if you were like 13 years old and funded a Roth IRA, and then just let that money grow for the next 50 years, and then it was all tax-free when you hit retirement? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do a calculation real quick. I wish I was. If you guys I, thought I feel like this I was... episode was over. No, you better <laughs> stick around for more exciting calculations coming up. Yeah, lucky right. listeners who stuck around. <laughs> Let's say you're 13 and you've got some sort of little, I, I was going to say side hustle, but I guess if you're 13, it's your hustle, right? It's not like you have a full-time <laughs> job and this is just something you do. It is just what you do. Maybe school's the hustle. And yeah. <laughs> for the so Let's hustle. say you're able to put $6,000 into a Roth IRA at age 13. Let's assume you earn an average of, I'm going to say 10 for ease sake. So that gives you what, 52 years till you're 65? Any guesses as to what that $6,000 turns into? I, I mean, I've got, I, I'll throw a number out, but I have no, no. concept of no, where, no, where that number is going to I'm afraid you're going to give too high of a number. And then the Five number I give billion is going to be a Yeah. Uh, $852,000. Wow. Right. And it's tax-free. Wow. Right. So tax-free is the equivalent, you know, let's say you're going to pay 25% in taxes. Oops, I did that the wrong way. I'm going to sit down with my eight-year-old cousin. That's right. Like, listen, that's right. Listen, Auburn. It's, um, uh... <laughs> man, that's, that's the equivalent of almost 1.1 million taxable. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy, crazy, right? So, so yeah, my son's friends, if you're listening, <laughs> figure out how to, how to scrape together $6,000 of earned income a year, shove it into a Roth IRA and just let that thing grow. Maybe do that two years in a row and then just don't oh, ever man. worry about saving a dime after that. Every, there you go. Every bit of your income after that, you'll still be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, it, that that is pretty, pretty amazing, though. Like that, it, that number really puts in perspective. I mean, it's like in a, one of the episodes we did a little while back where you ran the numbers on saving $100 a month um, starting at 18, what that looks like at 65. I mean, 
so we're getting into something a little bit, you know, beyond the recap, but if you have a side hustle, have a side, I, why can't I talk? <laughs> oh my God. If you have a side hustle yourself or you have your own business and you can actually employ your kids, find something they can do, filing some paperwork, I don't know, cleaning, whatever, something that you can actually give them a paycheck for. Mm -hmm. And they take the entirety of that paycheck, or maybe not the entirety, I guess if you're paying them more than six grand, it's not the entirety, but <laughs> you got to pay them at least 6,000. So they, that way they can put the 6,000 into the Roth. But let's say you, you pay your kid, let's assume it's $6,000 and you take all 6,000 of that money and you put it into a Roth IRA for them. Um, yeah, you're, you're giving them an almost million dollar gift. Right? Yeah. I like mean, you're making like their in terms of what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Um, so those of you who are business owners or have some sort of uh, self-employment type income, <clears throat> yeah, like find a, find a way to have your, I mean, I, I don't want to, I shouldn't say find a way, see if it makes sense to employ your children so that you can fund a Roth IRA for them because it will, or it could turn out to be something really, really fantastic for them later on in life. All right, let's really wrap this up. Let's let these people go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, send them my way. S Rodriguez at foundationwealthpartners.com. Happy to answer any questions you have. Talk about anything you want us to talk about. Um, until next time. Until Thanks, next time. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA slash SIPC. Investment advice offered through Foundation Wealth Partners, a DBA of Advisor Resource Council, a registered investment advisor. Foundation Wealth Partners and Advisor Resource Council are separate entities from LPL Financial. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making it a decision. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Qualified withdrawals of earnings from a Roth IRA are tax-free. However, withdrawals of earnings prior to age 59 and a half or prior to the account being opened for five years, whichever is later, may result in a 10% IRS penalty tax. For conversions, you are required to take a required minimum distribution, RMD, in the year you convert. You must do so before converting to a Roth IRA.